Welcome to How Do You Write? I'm your host, Rachel Heron. On this podcast, I talk to authors about how they write, what their process is, and how their lives fit together. I'll keep each episode short so you can get back to writing. Hi, writers. Welcome to episode number 63 of How Do You Write? I'm your host, Rachel Heron. I kind of forgot what I was right there. I'm your host, and um, you're my guest, and I'm so glad you're here. I'm so happy that you're listening. Thank you for tuning in. I have a great show today with Ryan J. Pelton, who is a dude that I know from the internet, and he is uh, the prolificwriter.net, and he really is a prolific writer. And more than that, he really knows his stuff about craft and getting the words done. Um, he's just a real cool fella. So I know that you're going to enjoy listening to him. In a little update, little life update right now, um, I've just had an incredibly busy week. It's been kind of insane. I went to Canada for the weekend, as you do. Went to Vancouver with my wife, uh, who went to a game convention. If you get my email, which you should, um, you've already heard about my fantastic time in Vancouver where I was at a convention at which I had nothing to do. I had one appointment the whole weekend, and that was to see some really beloved friends. And the rest of the time, I relaxed and took baths, and I wrote And I read and I looked out at the beautiful city of Vancouver where we got married 11 years ago. And it was just really a phenomenal time. And I got some work done. So because uh, speaking of prolificness, I have been prolific lately in terms of the revision. I'm back in my groove. Having a fantastic time revising the thriller should be done pretty soon and ready to send out. And that's exciting. I've also been working on a couple of other projects, just kind of keeping my hand in a couple of nonfiction things. Um, as soon as I got back from Canada the next morning, I got in a car with some friends and we drove to Sea Ranch, which is on the Northern California coast. It is a beautiful area that was built in the 70s of these architecturally interesting homes that are right on the bluffs of the ocean. Um, and one of my friends has a house there. So we had a writing retreat where, again, we just got stuff done. We got, we got so much work done. We're, um, there, there, there are sometimes those writing retreats that you go to with friends where you end up, you know, talking more than you do anything else. And then there are the ones where you work hard. And then there are the ones that are really a good combination. And, um, these particular ladies are some of my very, very besties. And, um, we got, a ton done, but we also sat out in the hot tub and um, choked a lot because the smoke here is just so thick. Of course, we were in, we were just up by Napa. Once we're sea ranches, uh, the sun was red for days where these fires are devastating and incredibly tragic. And um, today, as I record, Oakland the city of Oakland, where I live, has the worst um, breathability of the air in the entire nation, besides actual Napa, where the fires are burning. It's just all of the smoke is kind of funneling down into Oakland because of wind patterns. So kind of hear it in my breath. I'm out of breath. Um, people with asthma are having incredibly difficult times. You can't really go outside. Animals need to stay indoors. So uh, that's kind of apocalyptic as the world goes. Um, but I must say that being at Sea Ranch, writing was great. We passed evacuation centers as we went. That's not great. You know, it was a strange and difficult feeling to be heading to do some writing with your girlfriends while on the side of the road there are people, you know, filling their gas 
tanks just to get out, to get away, to, to get to safety. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Life is, life is funny and hard and difficult and also very sweet and very good. Uh, so I came back yesterday and then went right to class, had a great memoir class last night. And um, I love that class. I just, I never, I never love teaching anything more than I do memoir. So, um, I don't know if I've told you guys, I probably have, I've probably told you everything multiple times because of this memory of mine, but I am writing a book on how to fast draft your memoir. So hopefully that'll be coming out in January or February at the latest. So, um, keep your eye out for that. I'm really enjoying working on that. And, um, I would like to shout out a new Patreon subscriber, Diane Lewis. Um, thank you, darling Diane Lewis. That is so meaningful to me and I so appreciate it. If any of you all would like to support the Patreon, which uh, gives me time to do things like this, record this podcast, you can come visit me over at patreon.com slash, slash Rachel, R-A-C-H-A-E-L, and uh, know that I so appreciate it. Now, since I'm running out of oxygen, um, let's get into the interview. Please enjoy, and I wish you very happy writing this week. Hey, you're a writer. Did you know that I send out a free weekly email of writing encouragement? Go sign up for it at rachelherron.com slash write. And you'll also get my Stop Stalling and Write PDF with helpful tips you can use today to get some of your own writing done. Okay, now on to the interview. Hello. Hello, Ryan. How are you today? We meet again. I am so glad that you're here. Yeah. Yay. So want to, you want to hear something cool? Yes, I would love to. So I just did an interview and uh, they mentioned how they love you and Joe Thorne's podcast. I had them uh, just list a bunch of podcasts they like and they mention yours. And they mentioned the pedal to the metal. They did, That's... pedal to the metal. And I, wow. I want to make sure you spell it right. So. <laughs> exactly. Thank you so much. No, it's well, great. I actually, I didn't know, I didn't know about it until you mentioned on my show and I was like, I'm going to go check this out. It's great. So I, 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 I think I listened to an episode you guys were like, you were changing something or you were trying to figure some things out. Oh yeah. We were switching to the pedal to the metal 2.0. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like what, yeah. what are we doing? Where are we going? What do we kind do next? Thing. Oh, I'm glad, yeah. so glad you like it. Let oh. me introduce you to listeners who don't know who you are. Um, folks, Ryan is on my show because I was on his show and he's just so cool and we connected and he's an awesome writer and is doing a lot of amazing stuff for writers. So that's super exciting. Ryan, let me introduce you real quick. Ryan J. Pelton is a pastor, writer, and founder of Rock House Publishing. Ryan has written 14 nonfiction and fiction titles. Uh, the fiction is under R.J. Pelton on a variety of subjects in and in multiple genres. In December of 2016, Ryan launched a popular podcast to help writers with the craft. It's called The Prolific Writer. When not making up stories in his head, Ryan could be found chasing around three hyper boys and convincing his wife books are more important than food. I didn't know you had three boys. I do. That's a lot of and boys. Actually, a girl on the way. So congratulations! That's exciting. Finally, my wife is so happy. So oh. it's like finally. When is when is the little girl coming? Uh, January. Oh, that's exciting. Congrats. Yeah, we're really excited. Yep. <laughs> Well, welcome to the show. I'm just super thrilled you're here. Hey, so thank you so much. I, I've listened to your show, read your books. Like this is kind of weird. Like I don't like I should be on this side. So <laughs> I think it is thanks really, for really awesome. And I would love to talk to you about your process because you are, as they say, a pro prolific writer. So you you've got a process nailed somehow. And let's get into it. Um, when do you write? What's the best time of day for you to write? And where do you write? You know it. 
I always say it doesn't matter. Um, but I, by necessity for me, because I have small children and the rhythm of my life, it's a lot of evenings. Um, and then place, I, I, I mix it up. I, I'm not, I don't have to be in a certain chair, a certain place, but it could be the couch, the chair, a coffee shop. Um, I, I don't really, it doesn't matter to me on a porch, on a back, back porch in a park. Um, I, I think I just, I kind of, maybe I'm just ADD. I don't know. But for me, it doesn't really matter. Awesome. Where are you recording from right now? Is that your office? Yeah, my home, home office. Yep. Okay. Great. And what is the absolute, um, actually, let's, I skipped a, skipped a question. What's your biggest challenge when it comes to writing? You know, it's funny. I just interviewed someone and he was talking about the same thing is it really is between my ears. Um, I, I think <laughs> every time I, I go to the page, it's always you're a phony, you're a wannabe. This is no good. Um, why don't you jump out of a window? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I think it's just the constant. I can fool myself into thinking it's something else. You know, if I just had a more comfortable chair, if I was a little bit taller, um, I if slept I was smarter, better last night. Yeah, right. It, it's if I didn't have so many kids. You know? <laughs> um, so, so when I when I get real honest, I think that's always my biggest challenge: is just the self doubt, the fear, the resistance, all that all that fun stuff. What is your biggest joy in writing? So. I thought about this long and hard and this is going to sound funny, but, um, but I love all of that too. I love the, I love the pain. I, I love yeah. the, fear. I, I, I love the, just everything about writing the, the creative part it taps into, um, when you have an opportunity to help someone, uh, you know, I write some nonfiction. So, you know, being able to help someone solve a problem, um, help them in whatever struggles. And then, you know, I've written some fiction too. And, you know, you, I got an email, Hey, thanks for your book. It helped me through a surgery, you know, just to kind of pass the time. And it's like, that's the stuff you don't really think about. Like, oh, wow. Like that's, that's kind of big, you know, um, it's not curing cancer, but, um, so, so the joy part is also the pain part. You know, there's just something about writing that, you know, there's, there's a healing part. There's, there's just a lot of, a lot of great things that come from it. I've never heard anybody say that so articulately. And I absolutely feel that, that I, I do kind of crave that pain it's 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 pain it's horrible we all hate writing but we all love to hate writing and mm-hmm. and and it feels good it's it's part of it mm-hmm. so i'm glad that you said that well i i think uh let me just say one more thing is i had someone tell me that the the pain is actually telling you that you're doing something that's important uh, and if it's easy it's probably not that important so well, it is very easy for me to watch Netflix and knit. Yeah. Oh, well, that's what I mean. Yeah. Like, it's not hard. That doesn't, that doesn't ask anything of me. It doesn't hurt my um, brain at all. Yeah. I like ice cream too much. So <laughs> it's like, that's not, exactly. you know, <laughs> so, you know, I, I just, you know, for writers listening, like I hope it's just the, the hard part is actually, cause I think you're doing something really important. So. I love that. There you go. Thank you. What is the absolute best or worst writing advice you've ever been giving? I love this question and it couldn't be more timely because I just heard the best writing advice and I'm totally stealing it and ripping it off from uh, Joe R. Lansdale. Um, If you know who that is, he's written the Happy Leonard series. Um, It's on Sundance. It's actually a kind of crime thriller. Uh, It's kind of a goofy story, but he's, he's a prolific guy. He's been around forever. He said his advice that he gives every writer is write like everyone is dead. And, um, he basically says it was in an interview. I heard him. He said, you know, I, I just think about everyone I love is dead. Um, and he says, 
the reason I do that is because there's so much doubt and so much fear. And like, I'm not, you know, I'm thinking about my English teacher from third grade. I'm thinking about yeah. you know, what's my mom going to think, what's my friend going to think, what's my spouse going to think. Um, and he says, you know, the way I get going and I, and I get to the, t- get to the writing desk every day is everyone is dead. And so, um, and then he says later, once everyone's dead, now they're alive again. He says, then that's when you do the feedback. That's when you can say, Hey, what do you think about this? But he says to get going, you have to think that everybody's dead. I love that advice. And I love how clear it is. And, um, I think, you know, that I teach a memoir class and I'm going to steal that from you via him because I'm always, I'm always telling my students, you know, you're, you're, you're in no danger of your book that you're writing right now. You're in no danger of it accidentally landing on a bookstore shelf. Yeah, you're completely in charge. You get to write whatever you want as if no one will ever read it and deal with that later. But but that is a much more succinct way yeah. of putting it. Well, and, and it's it's basically just saying I write for myself. Yeah. I mean, that first I'm, and foremost, like you have to have fun. You have to enjoy it. And you can't listen to all the voices. <sighs> so kill them. Just kill them off. It's so freeing to think about that. <laughs> and then resurrect them. Can right, you sh- right. can you share a craft? You can bring them back. Any... It's okay. I mean, there's some you probably don't want to bring back, but you know, <laughs> can I mean, you can be selective. They can stay dead. <laughs> right. Are you? Can you share a quick craft tip of any sort with us? Yes, I can. Um, awesome. Th- this has kind of evolved over the years, and I, I think if I'm not mistaken, I'm going to go against some tips you give. And good. Uh, I it's love... funny. I'd... Let's well, I just fight. did an interview and someone's like, <laughs> I did an interview and someone goes, Hey Ryan, this is something you actually are against. And he like totally went against what I've said. So, <laughs> um, and one is edit as you go. What? Um, so I know you've, you've, you've gone against that, but you've actually prefaced that you've said, you know, um, when you're starting, you know, yeah. edit as you go, you know, or, or, or I forget how you said it, but anyway, um, and I'm going to tell you why, and this is for me very personally, um, especially if you're starting out is that when I got to the back end of a lot of my, especially my novels was I, I had such a, a mess that I was demotivated by all having to clean up so much stuff. Mm. And so when I say edit as you go, I don't mean, you know, you're doing these really intense edits, but what, what I do is when I come back in the next day, my next writing session is I just do some light cleanup. Um, I kind of look at, you know, where's the story going, what's going on, um, you know, fix a few things, not, not super intense. Um, but what it does, it also brings me back into the story. So I kind of feel the voice. I feel kind of what's going on. And then it kind of launches me into that writing day because I feel mm-hmm. like I've kind of read it. I've gotten the, the vibe for it. Um, because sometimes when you edit too much, you you lose the voice. Um, you kind of lose the, the, the vibe of, of the story if you're writing fiction, let's say. Um, so I edit as I go. It helps me on the back end so I don't have as much stuff to clean up. Um and then can I add one other thing? You can add as, as everything. I always, I always, no matter what, even if I have a deadline that someone's given me, I set my own deadline and, and I'm going to say why. Um, it's actually a deadline to have the book in the world. And here's why. Because I'm a perfectionist. Most writers are perfectionists. We live with fear. We live with resistance. But if I don't have a deadline to say, okay, Ryan, no more polishing, no more edits, just let it go. You got to let it go because then you can move on to the next thing. And so that that's a very tactical thing, but that's just also a very mindset thing that if I don't have that on my calendar, I will drive myself crazy. And so it just kind of said, it's just a way of saying, let it go and then go eat ice cream. <laughs> and watch Netflix and knit. <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, go watch Netflix in your underwear and eat ice cream. Exactly. Just, exactly. Yeah. Cause you talk about Heaven. it, right? Celebrate. You got to celebrate. Heaven. I celebrate everything. I celebrate a chapter. Yep. I celebrate writing for the day. I celebrate writing a novel. Um, yep. and I really, I agree with you about the edit as you go. That can, that can actually really help. My 
caveat to that is always um, if you're revising as you go and you never finish books because you can't get past, you know, chapter 10 or chapter 11, yes. then that's yes. probably not your, that's not an ideal method for you. And you should try yes. writing all the way to the end. Yep. But if you're editing as you go and you're producing good books, then that is your method. That yep. is that is fantastic. And yeah. I really, and I have done yeah, exactly what you said, where you, where you edit the days before and you slip back into the stream of writing. It's a trick. You yes. trick yourself getting back into it. Yeah. Yep. Definitely. Perfect. So when you have self-doubt or dark days and that, that serious resistant mm -hmm. resistance moves mm -hmm. in, how do you deal with it? Do you have any tips and tricks to handle it other than like gnashing your teeth? So I, I was listening to a guy today and he said, writing is blue collar work <sighs> and we, we, we see it as white collar work. Mm -hmm. And so his th thing was you got to, I call it the, the hard hat creative, you know, you put on your, your hard hat every day and you go to work. Um, when there's that. dark days and hard days, I, I try to, I try to write through it. Um, and, and what I mean by that is it could just be 50 words, a hundred words. It doesn't have to be anything crazy. Um, but it's something about outrunning the fear, you know, mm. outrunning the doubt, outrunning the resistance by just writing. And it doesn't mean it's good. It doesn't mean it's even make it'll even make it into the book. Um, but that that's one one thing. Um, I, I feel like it's uh, it kind of cle cleans the slate a little bit, like where I'm not going to let you win in that. Mm -hmm. You know, that doesn't mean we don't have like physical problems or health problems. I mean, that's we're that's a different you know, thing. Right. But just like when it's just like, I don't know why I'm doing this. Why am I wasting my life, my time, my, you know, um, it's just getting to the page and it, sometimes it could just be a blog post. It could be a, a letter to a friend. It could be an email, yeah. it's something, a way to kind of fight through that. Um, and then I eat ice cream. <laughs> I really uh, like your style. That's yeah. <laughs> so that, that's always usually part of it too. And I just say, Hey, eat, eat the ice cream. You're going to be okay. What, what, what flavor? Um, you know, I am like old school. I'm just straight uh, chocolate chip. Like I just, I, I don't get cute with it. It's just, <laughs> no, it's not cause it's like chocolate chip is, it's not vanilla, like totally bland. Yeah. I mean, you got the chips in there, so at least you got something, but like, that's all texture, I need. I, right. Yeah. I don't need to get some weird Ben and Jerry, something I can't pronounce or some, you know, I, weird. Masters. I am the opposite of you. Up. I am, I am white chocolate raspberry truffle. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's my wife. So my wife is that she's, I'm like, what, what is in that? Like there's deliciousness and cheese and like, you know, I don't understand. I, ab oh. I absolutely need ice cream tonight. Okay. Yeah. On really bad days, if you couldn't do any of this job and you could have any other profession, what would you choose? Okay. So, um, a little bit. So my, my day job, I'm a pastor. And so what that means is we, we deal in the spiritual realm, which means we see results. We don't see results. Let's say that it's, it's, it's hard to discern. It's, it's, you know, it's just one of those jobs. It's like, there's no ending. Like you're, you're just 24 seven. It, it right. never ends. Right. So with that, I've always dreamed about owning a lawn mowing business. Um, because <laughs> I, so I, I want this, I, I have it laid out. Like I, I have a plan. It's a riding mower that I own and it's just my own business. I don't work with anyone else. Um, I, you know, put in my earbuds, I listen to probably your podcast. Um, I sip iced tea. Um, I have a big, probably floppy hat of some kind. Um, and the reason why is because when you mow the lawn, you actually see results. Yeah. And, and I love that. I love just that feeling of completion. Like, Hey, I, you know, you stand back. I did that. You know, I see yeah. the lawn. I see that. Right. And I think in writing sometimes we don't feel the impact right away. You know, obviously as a pastor, you don't feel the impact right away, but 
Um, it's just something you can see like instant results. So like when I have friends that do work, that's very like now, like I went to work, I did this and it's done and I accomplished something engineer right. I built that bridge. Today. Built it. Right. <laughs> right. It doesn't always feel like that. So, um, so I, yeah, definitely lawn, lawn mowing man. I love that. And I also have to just point out the, um, the, the, I think it's a homonym. My brain is going blank, but you're talking about a riding mower or a writing mower. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. You're, you're on it. That's awesome. Yep. What I is the, it. what is the best book you've read recently and why did you love it? Okay. So Adam Grant, I don't know if you know who that is, but Adam not, Grant wrote, wrote a book down. called, um, the originals. Okay. Uh, I think it's originals. Oh, I, yeah. I've seen the cover and I, I keep meaning to pick it up. Yep. How Nonconformists Move the World. Um, so he, I love books like this. He's kind of like a Malcolm Gladwell mm-hmm. type writer. Um, so he shows kind of how we think all these influential people, you know, are so confident. They never have doubts. They never have fears. They just, you know, Steve Jobs and all these people, you know, they're so great. Um, but he kind of blows all that myth up. And can I tell one story from the book? Absolutely. Um, because this just blew my mind. So Martin Luther King, as we all know, is giving his I have a dream speech. And one of the things he talks about in that is, you know, this this iconic speech, everybody knows it, everybody's heard it, it you know, brings you to tears. It's amazing. It's a dream for we'd love for our, our country, our world, everyone to be united. You know, it's a beautiful thing, right? And he talks about how first Martin Luther King uh, got a lot of feedback from people um, before he did this speech in Washington, D.C. and said, you know, what should I talk about? What, what's the theme? You know, what, what do I what do I need to do? So Martin Luther King, he's getting all this input and he's not ready to give the I have a dream speech. Like he's actually walking to the stage and it's not fully formed in his mind at this point. So as he's walking to the stage, a woman yells out, tell him about the dream. What? And what happens is throughout the entire I think it's like 13 minutes. I don't remember exactly how many minutes. He keeps talking about, I have a dream. And it was all because of that woman who yelled out, tell him about the dream. <gasps> he didn't have that part planned. So I, I just, I love the book. There's fantastic stories like that. It, it just, it kind of blows up like the creative you know, world. We just think everybody's so put together and everyone has these original ideas. And, and it's like, you know, it's not like that, you know? Uh, so uh, great book, originals, Adam Grant, check it out. I am going to check it out from the library probably because I know that they will have it. And I love my local library. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So what would you like to tell us about right now? Where can we find you? And So I, I think the, the best place to find me is uh, prolificwriter.net. So I have my, my podcast. Which is and, awesome, uh, by the way. I have been listening to you. Yes, we have, uh, you know, Rachel Heron on there. And <laughs> Don't listen to that episode. <laughs> Stephen King. Um, and no, we haven't had Stephen King. On. I talked about Stephen King. I actually fooled everybody. They thought he was on the show. But um, <laughs> no, I'm just I, I, I will say I'm really proud of the show, not because of me, but because of the guests that come on and yeah. just their vulnerability. And we just learn so much from them. And you so ask if you're really good questions, though, I mean, okay. that's that's really coming from you. All right. Well, I'll, I'll take credit maybe a little bit. But um but no, it's it's just really insightful, just what I learned from from the show, and then also the the website. We have a lot of just resources and articles and things to to kind of, and you can find all my books there and all my stuff about me if you're interested. Um, and and I will say, you you said you know, is there anything that's coming? Well, I just wrote a book called By Way of Reminder. It's only ninety nine cents on Amazon, Perfect. and it's and it's kind of a um, it's a spiritual book about you know when life is falling apart, and um, you know not a lot of books are everything's happy clappy. Um, but this book is actually about, you know, how do we find encouragement when life is falling apart? Um, my wife and I, we have three kids, but our second child uh, died after four days. 
And uh, I talk a little bit about that in the show and, and just like, where do you, where do you look for, for encouragement? You know, how, how do we find hope? And so each, each chapters, it's 31 days of reading kind of spiritual reading. Mm-hmm. And then each chapter is like a different theme, you know, when work is hard, when marriage is hard, when relationships are hard, when, you know, you lose a child, you get sick, you know, mm-hmm. like where do we find encouragement? So, uh, by way of reminder, check it out. I will absolutely link to that because it just seems like everything is terrible right now. So I think, <laughs> yes, we, that, our, I'm our, glad our, that you have that out there for us. <laughs> Yeah. Well, thank you, Ryan. It's been such a joy and a pleasure to talk to you. I just find you delightful. And let's um, let's do more stuff together in the yeah, future. Definitely, Rachel. Um, hey, thank you for what you do. Thanks for having me on. Of course. We'll talk soon. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks so much for joining me on this episode of How Do You Write? You can reach me on Twitter, Rachel Heron, or at my website, rachelheron.com. You can also support me on Patreon and get essays on living your creative life for as little as a buck an essay at patreon.com slash Rachel, spelled R-A-C-H-A-E-L. And do sign up for my free weekly newsletter of encouragement to writers at rachelheron.com slash write. Now go to your desk and create your own process. Get to writing, my friends.